Bienvenido to the Joshua Scow Show podcast. I'm your host, Joshua J. Scow. I'm glad to have you guys here with me on a football Thursday, getting you all ready for the NFL week that is to come, including the Thursday night game happening here in a short few hours. So I've got all the picks for every single game. For this weekend, a lot of stuff going on when it comes to implications with the playoffs, seeding, division crowns are on the line, and we've got it all covered for you right here. All 16 games are picked against the spread for your gambling needs, you degenerate MFers. Okay, so let's start with tonight's game when the New York Jets take on the Ravens, and the, the the Ravens, by the way, are favored by 16 and a half points. Jets walk into this game at 5-8, and eight, and the Baltimore Ravens are a dominating 11-1. And, and again, this is a 16 and a half point spread. Usually, I do not take these kind of large spreads in the NFL. It's hard to win by 10, let alone 16 and a half points. But I have to make a pick, so I'm going to go with the Ravens. And I just think for the Jets, the trouble all started back in week one when they blew a 16-point lead at home against the Bills. And by the way, the, the, the Ravens are the sixth best team in rushing in the NFL. But... The Jets are the second best, and this is when it comes to defending the run. The Jets have a surprisingly really good run defense, but at the end of the day, I don't think it matters. I think the the Ravens' offense, their offensive line, their running back, Mark Ingram, their quarterback, MVP quarterback, we can just call it now, future Hall of Famer, Lamar Jackson. It's got a certain ring to it right there. But anyways, I mean, this is a this is a team that is utterly dominating their opponents. I expect this game to go a little something like twenty eight to ten, maybe a maybe a thirty three, thirty five to fifteen type of game where the Ravens get up early, right? They'll be up twenty one to seven or something something to that effect at halftime, and then it's kind of cruise control from there. And keep in mind, too, the Jets give up the second-most touchdown passes in the NFL. That makes for a really good day for Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews if he plays the tight end for the Baltimore Ravens. Okay, so my pick officially is the Ravens for tonight's game. 16-and-a-half. Circle it, mark it, take it to the bank. Okay, next game up, you've got the Chicago Bears, 7 and Six against the Green Bay Packers on Sunday, and they are 10 and 3. Packers are only a four and a half point favorite in this game. Think back to week one when these two teams played. It was a slugfest. It was it was 10 to 3. It was an ugly game, but everybody was just foaming at the mouth to watch football. Give me some football. Give me some NFL. It was that first Thursday night game. And Everybody and their mom had the Bears in that game. I had the Packers. I'm going to take the Packers again in this one. I think the Bears looked good last week. This is a classic 
sell high on the Bears, if you can sell high, because they've been largely disappointing this year, and their defense has been good. It's just been mostly their offense. I don't expect their offense to keep up with with Green Bay's, for one. And for two, yeah, they looked good last week. They were playing the damn Dallas Cowboys, and they can't beat anybody right now. So keep keep these things in mind. Give me the Packers four and a half points at home in Lambeau. Didn't look at the weather, but uh, there's there's a good chance you're going to get some some winter up there. Anyways, okay, moving on to the scorching hot five and eight Denver Broncos traveling to Arrowhead, Kansas City to play the nine and four Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City is also a nine and a half point favorite in this game. But but check this out. Drew Locke looks good. Okay, I get it. He scored three touchdowns on the Texans, made him look real, real, real good. All right? Let's just give this guy his yellow jacket now. But I think there's a little bit to be said about how bad the Texans' defense was. The Texans' defense, if you watch them as closely as I am, which I would say is hard to do. I've watched every single game, every single play. But... They're they're an absolute roller coaster, man. I mean, one week they're dominating, one week they just give up 35 points or more to Drew Locke, so or similar skill level quarterbacks. So credit to Drew Locke. I think he, I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's got a future. And John Elway guessed his way into having a potential franchise quarterback after like you know you roll the dice enough times. You're going to get 7 or 11, right? Eventually. Okay. So here's my argument for the Chiefs, and that's who I'm taking, by the way. I am going with the Chiefs. And the Kansas City hasn't given up more than 17 points since Week 10. Their their defense is playing really well. And this line also opened up earlier in the week at 10.5. So the line is moving in favor of the Broncos. It went from 10.5 to 9.5. I like that value there. Give me that extra point. It it hits a key number, that number being 10, touchdown and a field goal. I will take the Chiefs at home. Up next, it is the game of the week, if you ask me, when the 8-5 Texans travel to Nashville and take on the 8-5 Tennessee Titans. And I... This game is about as 50-50 as you can get. I always try to kind of look to see where the money is going and stuff like that. The money and the number of tickets are literally just about 50-50. When I looked at it, it was 51-49. So it's really hard to gain an edge here. The Titans are favored by three points. No surprise here. I'm going to take the Texans. Deshaun Watson as an underdog it has been unbelievable early in his pro career as well as in college, really. Hasn't happened that that often, but it when it happens, he does very well. I think this is a chance for the Texans defense to bounce back. And I I am predicting a little bit of a hmm, how do you say? Just like a, a fall of sorts for Ryan Tannehill. I mean, this guy's been on an unbelievable seven game run. But I think that run comes to an end this week when he uh, he's just not going to be playing at that MVP type level. This reminds me a lot of Jeremy Lin. Uh, I know it's a totally different sport and everything, but the guy came in, balled out for about a month or two, and then then kind of fizzled out just a little bit. So 
Definitely give me the Texans in this one. All right, on this next one, we're going to do just a little bit of dumpster diving here and looking for scraps when the 3-10 and 10 Miami Dolphins travel to New York and play the 2-11 and 11 New York Giants. Giants are favored by 3.5 at home. Pretty standard stuff here. Eli Manning played pretty well last week. Loser of this game is really who you want to keep an eye out for because that's we're trying to get that number two, number three overall pick, and it's uh, it's it's a tight battle, man. I mean these these guys are fighting tooth and nail to lose this game, and look for a tight one throughout, and for somebody to miss a field goal or fumble or throw a pick at the end. But I think that I think the Giants have a little bit more motivation just for the simple fact that Eli Manning is probably going to play. If Daniel Jones does, I don't think it moves the line too much, by the way, guys. Maybe a point. But I think with Eli Manning being in there, he's he's trying to end on a high note. He played well enough last week to, to almost get the win, forced it to overtime. I just kind of think, and I also heard, so I haven't looked this up, but I heard something on Twitter about how Eli Manning is one win away from being uh, even, like 500 record. So (laughs) for him to be a two-time Super Bowl champion but have a negative sub-500 record would be pretty pretty crazy to me. So I just give me the Giants to win this game. Three and a half points doesn't seem like enough at home. And there's just a big discrepancy in talent on these rosters, okay? I've told you guys this before. This Miami team is is one of the worst rosters I've ever seen in my entire life. They got three wins because of their coaching, not because of their talent. Okay, so moving on to the ten and three Patriots and the one and twelve Cincinnati Bengals. The Patriots are a nine point favorite on the road, and I gotta tell you, this game has got a weird type of feeling to it. But at the end of the day, I, I just kept, you know, with all the whole spying thing, and uh, they had the video up in the press box, looking down, pointed on the the Bengals' sidelines, so that way they can steal signs and signals and whatever. Long story short, this is still a classic Belichick spot, okay? Everybody's doubting them. They've lost two straight games, all right? This isn't going to happen again. They're... This just smells like a 20 to 10, 20 to 0, whatever type of game. Patriots won't score more points, much points, but they don't need to. So it's it's just a classic Belichick spot here. Everybody's doubting them and then they come roaring back. So that's uh that's my pick. I'll take the Patriots minus 9. Up next, 6 and 7 Philadelphia Eagles travel to 3 and 10. Washington Redskins, the Eagles are a four and a half point favorite. Uh, I will take the, <laughs> listen, I don't have a great feel for this game, just to be honest with you, but I'll take the Eagles. They're, they've got a big matchup next week with Dallas. Winner of that pretty much takes the division. And I, I think they take care of business against the Redskins. I think the Redskins have motivations to get a top five pick, hopefully a top three. And... There's just a big talent discrepancy here again. I uh, I'll go with the Eagles. That's just that's my pick, all right? Okay, moving on to the 10 and 3 Seattle Seahawks going east, hitting up Carolina. 
and they're going to play the 5 and 8 Carolina Panthers, okay? And I'm going to take the Seahawks in this one. I I I predict a bounce back performance after they got they got beat pretty badly against the Los Angeles Rams. Now the Rams match up pretty well with Seattle and typically play them pretty well, so I'm not going to I'm not going to dig in too much and overreact to that. I just think that the Panthers after losing their coach, they lost pretty bad last week against a bad Atlanta Falcons team. They everybody but Christian McCaffrey and Luke Keekley is is wrapped up ready for vacation and I will take the Seahawks because they've got still so much to play for in front of them. Next up is Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to the Detroit Lions playing indoors. The Buccaneers are a three and a half point favorite. Okay, and I like the Buccaneers on this one. The Lions are they're just one of those really bad teams out there. They're they're playing backup quarterbacks and that whole thing is a mess right now. But here's here's one of the reasons why I really here's my note on the game. Okay. Jameis Winston has a hurt thumb, but he also has a chance to be the first player in NFL history to have the most touchdowns, the most interceptions, and the most passing yards in one year. And he's leading in a couple and behind uh, just in, in a couple yards and by like one or two touchdowns. I mean, he's he's got a legitimate chance here. So he's going for the triple crown NFL style. And I, I am rooting hard for this guy, I tell you what. Next up, the only way to, to top the Buccaneers is with the Browns, right? So we've got Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns taking on Kyler Murray in a matchup of Oklahoma quarterbacks in in Arizona. They're playing the Cardinals. Browns are six and seven. Cardinals are three nine and one. They had that one tie in there with the with the Detroit Lions earlier in the year. The Browns are a three point favorite. Arizona's defense, though, is absolute garbage. They are literally trash. They're giving up twenty nine points a game in an NFL leading or, or worst, however you want to say this, four hundred and fourteen yards of total offense against them. And I really don't like supporting the Browns uh, this year. I think they've been underwhelming, but I think that I think they get this win on on Sunday. I think they take care of business, go to seven and seven, and it's been a long time since the Cleveland Browns have been five hundred or better this late in the year. So it, it it there are some positives to this year outside of all the drama with Baker Mayfield, OBJ, and Freddie Kitchens and. You know, geez, how could I forget uh, Miles Garrett, right? <laughs> Literally physically assaulting <laughs> Mason Rudolph. Okay, yeah, the Cleveland Browns, they, they'll they take care of business, but it's just been a joke the whole way through. Okay, so you've got the next up is the Jaguars against the Raiders. Jacksonville is 4-9 and nine on the year, traveling to Oakland, and the Raiders are six and seven. Raiders are also a six and a half point favorite in this one. My biggest thing here in this game is both of these teams are coming in with absolute just terrible form. They're they've been losing games left and right. They haven't looked good lately, and that goes for both teams. Here's the one thing that I, I take away though is 
The Jacksonville Jaguars players have quit on their coach for two years in a row. They have all but packed up and they're ready for their, you know, Caribbean vacations and, you know, all the stuff that the offseason comes with. So uh, the Jaguars players are done. They're tanking. They have nothing left to fight for. At least the Raiders, I think that they've got a strong-willed coach. John Gruden usually gets his guys motivated. That doesn't always mean they win, but I think that they they play for their coach. So give, give me the Raiders in this one. Up next, Minnesota Vikings at 9-4 and four on the year. Travel to the 5-8 and eight Los Angeles Chargers, and the Vikings are only a two-point favorite. It does smell very trap-ish, but I just don't see this Chargers team doing much. They're they're weak-minded. They they lose close games, okay? And there is a there is a major advantage in the Minnesota rushing attack and on defense. So, I think in the trenches, Minnesota takes advantage of that or and and Kirk Cousins also by the way here too is he leads the NFL in passer rating. He's got a 112 passer rating, which is really high, top in the NFL. And in their last 17 games as a favorite, Minnesota against the spread is 11-5-1. I like those odds. I don't know about you guys. So up next would be the Atlanta Falcons at 4-9 and nine on the year. Travel to San Francisco to play the 11-2 San Francisco 49ers. 49ers are a 10.5-point favorite, coming off a monster win in New Orleans, probably the game of the year. And it's just crazy how New Orleans lost that game, even though they scored 46 points on a on a really good 49ers defense. So credit to the Niners. They take control of the driver's seat in the NFC, and they will not let that go. Just... There could be an emotional letdown here just because of, you know, there are a few injuries. I think Richard Sherman's going to be out and some stuff like that and just coming off such an emotional win. But these guys are pros. Kyle Shanahan's a good coach. It's a well-run organization. I will take the 49ers by 10.5, so they will win by 11. Okay, next up, L.A. Rams travel to the Dallas Cowboys. Rams are 8-5, and five, and the Cowboys are a measly Six and ten. A uh, couple notes here on this one. <clears throat> this I I've watched a lot of the Rams games this year, and I haven't been able to learn too much from them. They've been completely up and down on the year, and my I've been hearing a lot of stuff on Twitter. Okay, about how nine times out of ten at the casino this week, people are putting money down on the Rams. When usually it's people putting a bunch of money down on the Cowboys. So I, if you guys know me and have listened to this show enough, I really like to fade the public. And if you tell me 9 out of 10 people are placing bets on... And, th- and by the way, this is from Todd Furman on Twitter and a bunch of other well-respected industry-leading guys out of Vegas. By the way, okay, so if 9 out of 10... T- people put their bets on one team how do you guys think the casino makes their money they make their money by you know taking money from average bettors and the general public if you will so 
for that reason and that reason alone, I'll take the Cowboys because everybody's betting against them. It's a classic sell-high spot on the Rams who beat who beat a really good Seattle team last week, and it's a great buy-low spot for the Dallas Cowboys who's who's on a losing streak. So that's the, that's kind of my thoughts on this. I'm feeling actually pretty pretty darn confident in it too. So uh, up next, you've got the nine and four Buffalo Bills traveling to the Steelers, who boast a eight and five record, and the Steelers are a two point favorite in this one. And I I really think this one's gonna be pretty darn close, guys. I I've got the Bills winning a close game. I really like what this Josh Allen guy can do. They've got a very physical team in all all three facets of the game, okay? Special teams, offense, defense, you name it. I think Mike Tomlin for the Steelers has done a really great coaching job this year, getting their guys in position and having faith in their fellow teammates, even though Ben Roethlisberger's down. All their star players left. And, and for him to turn the ship around... And be at eight and five at this point in the year is really a credit to him. Okay, but I don't think it's going to be enough this week. I think the Bills are kind of that team of destiny and outside shot of them beating the Patriots to get into the division leader and win that division. But I think they are they're firmly in that number one wild card spot, if you ask me. So give me the Bills. And up next, we've got the Monday night game. Last but least would be. The Indianapolis Colts six and seven at the Saints ten and three. The Saints are an eight and a half point favorite. All right, give me the Saints all day here, man. I mean, coming off an emotional loss last week at home, they stay at home, have an extra day's rest, and there's just something about this Colts team down the stretch of this year. They they really haven't been what we kind of, and maybe they are what we thought they were. Okay, once Andrew Luck retired abruptly. Uh, everybody was out here saying, you know, that's a seven and nine football team. That's an eight and eight football team. They look to be that right now. And there are serious con- concerns for Joby, uh, Jacoby Brissett. He's an average at best quarterback. And I don't think this team has enough depth at all positions to, to get by with an average quarterback. They're really teetering into that middle ground like Tennessee's been in for years, right? And some of these other teams have been in for years where you're always finishing with that 7 and 9, 8 and 8, 9 and 7 record but not making the playoffs. Historically, okay, I get it. The the Colts made it to the playoffs last year, yada yada, but they're flirting with that. If they were to go with Brissett for a couple more years, that is a recipe for disaster if you ask me. So, uh but just for this week, we'll we'll focus on this week. I like the Saints by 9. They're eight and a half point favorites, and if they win by nine, that'll take care of business and, and give me the win. So I will take the Saints. And that finishes it all, guys. That's all my picks for every single game in the NFL this week. By the way, I haven't had a losing record in the NFL yet since I started this podcast way back in October. So keep listening, guys, and and really, I would I would uh, suggest kind of following me on some of these picks. I, I don't know where you guys get some of yours from. If you guys follow other people or kind of have your own calculations on stuff, I'm sure it's a little bit of both. But 
Uh, I appreciate everybody that listens to this and, and the feedback that I get. You know, sometimes people will be like, hey, man, you, you missed the boat on that pick. That was a bad one. Or, or man, I never saw that coming. Followed your pick and, and made a little bit of money. And that's what I love to hear. I do this for me as much as I do this for you. And until next time, guys, I will see you later. Hasta luego. Peace.